This is how it happened. Late in the spring, in the year 2020, close to the sea, not a million miles from here, on a Saturday. Winding west through the forestry towards the sea, you'll come to a neon sign as tall as the trees, the jumping in, an authentic 1950s Route 66 diner and motel with its own trailer park, the realization of a lifelong dream due to open on the first day of May. Then the lockdown came. No predicting a pandemic. Charlie writes a haiku every morning after yoga. Covid lonely. Zoom yoga is not enough. Jumping in the void. She started the morning after her husband Joe went back to London. They needed time apart. She wonders if brambles were left alone, would they find a way to colonise the universe? Maybe that's the whole purpose of humans, to battle back the brambles. Coffee and pancakes for breakfast, and a conversation with an imaginary waitress. Miss, this coffee won't allow me to ever dip my toes in doubt again. The jumping in, Charlie's dream, years making real. In her teens, she showed a natural flair for business, selling drugs in her council estate. Mary Jo, a mirror image of herself. They run raves, bought from source, set up a string of clubs. The Midas touch, always sussed. A nose for it, bored at 50, much money made, already ready to retire. Her and Joe toured Ireland in a camper van. And when she came here, she knew this was it. Felt it in her bones. Not too far from where her mother's people came from. So they bought a minging guest house and knocked it down and built the jumping in. She visualised bikers, retro freaks and rockabilly heads from all over the world. They had practically sold out in pre-bookings. The Silverstream trailers were gone the first day they went online. They had bands booked, a rockabilly festival in June, tattoo convention in July. There was a powder blue Buick Skylark convertible and a 57 Chevy Bel Air out the front. They were for show, but they had British cars for hire by the hour. Two Morris Miners, a Cortina, a Ford Zodiac and two Harley-Davidsons in a warehouse in Liverpool waiting to be shipped. Vintage surfboards from California, all gathering dust. Today the plan is to cut back the brambles around the trailer park. She buttons up her overalls and grabs the strimmer. Thank you.
she heads up the rise into the forest. Her heart still lifts at the sight of it. Six silver Airstream trailers, her pride and joy. She would have loved to go on holidays to a place like this. Maybe that's what all this is about. A workaholic yearning for a holiday. Now it's too much responsibility to enjoy. She notices the green algae starting to stain the chrome. Something else to add to her long list of things to do. Swimming is her least favourite thing. An empty bottle. Jemson. Someone else has been here. It's the same every Saturday. Patsy Kern stood in his Wellington boots, smelling a pee. He never gets round to collecting his pension till Tuesday. So by this time of the week, the whiskey's all gone. And his nerves are too shot to cycle into the village shop for more. So he has to dip into the stash of Pacini has left over from Christmas. He woke up in the floor of the barn this morning and he can't remember how he got there. Sometimes when he's on the potsheen, he sees aliens around the house and he hides in the barn. Two hens are poking around the yard. The third comes running out of the house. The door's wide open. Did he leave it open? He fries up some rashers for soakage. The house is quiet. He used to have a dog, but the dog left him. Charlie's a bit creeped out by the discovery of the empty whiskey bottle, so she lets the brambles win, brings the skimmer back to the shed. The shed's a bloody mess, so she spends the afternoon sorting out the rubbish in there instead, taking advantage of the fact that Joe's not here to resist the barge. There's a lot of his stuff going into bin bags. It's starting to get dark. Patsy combs his hair and heads out the door. Up the lane and down towards the shore. It's Saturday night and he has a bottle in his pocket. Saturday night is Saturday night, no matter what way you look at it. He turns in towards the trees. He's well used to staggering through the forest at night. Every now and then, the place is lit up by the moon. Here we are. He plants his arse in the step of the shiny American caravan and takes a long swiggy. This is his favorite place. Like being in the movies. Anything could happen.
Saturday night at the Jumping Inn, all alone. This was not the dream. Every muscle hurting. She has a sure and sits at the diner counter eating macaroni cheese for the third day in a row, using up stock before the sell-by date. Watching Netflix on her laptop. Cry baby with Johnny Depp. She notices it's gotten dark, so she turns on the neon sign. The jumping in. The moon. Her man in London. To hell with us. She goes over to the jukebox. beside him, his socks disintegrating. Now sat in his arse at the bins, drunk as a skunk, struggling to pull on the boots he found. It was the devil told him to look in the bins as he was passing. Snakeskin boots, they fit him like they were made for him. The world is a funny place full of surprises. No doubt about it, but the devil makes good company. Patsy doesn't notice the neon sign going dark. Lying in her bed, Charlie feels better for dancing. In the morning, yoga on Zoom and then she'll tackle the brambles. Beside the bins, bathed in moonlight, the man in the snakeskin boots is snoring. That was The Jumpin' In, written, performed and scored by Little John Nee. A radio companion to his ongoing audio series imagining close encounters in the time of the pandemic. Debbie Wright played Charlie. The Jumpin' In series was originally commissioned by Errigal Arts Festival and the Glens Arts Centre in Manor Hamilton. Sound supervision was by Ruth Kennington. The producer for RTE was Kevin Brew. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. rta.ie forward slash drama on one.